There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 12.15 Club. It is Mario here, joined by Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince, Eric the Big German, and Tyler the Moderator, who is apparently cooking for us now. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. It was a long week. Went by. It was a pretty quick week. Um, I'm excited that it's Friday and uh, we get to get two days off. Then we're back at it again on Monday. Um, But let's recap the week that was. Uh, The biggest thing was Tyler filling in for Alan. Uh, uh, Tyler, what were your thoughts going into it? Did you have a game plan? How did the guys, you know, what was the guy's reaction to it? Give us a little rundown of how you think Meet Friday went today. Honestly, dude, I thought today went really well, but it just it just kind of fell on my lap, man. Like, I didn't want to steal Alan's thunder. It's kind of an awkward thing, right? Because Alan just, like, was super passionate about it, and he did such a good job. So, like, you know, it, it was like Dan was, like, thinking about it, and he approached me, and I just – it's awkward because I, I want to do a good job, but I also don't want it to be perceived that I'm stealing Alan's thunder. So um, that's sort of what I'm working with now. But um, the reaction was was positive for the most part. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Um, and um, we'll see where, where it goes, but it's, it's fun. Except for the part that you left out the pickles. And yesterday, Tyler, when you were preparing the food in the kitchen at about 4 o'clock, I said, Tyler, you got to get pickles in there. What happened? You did say that. Uh, so there's a there's a current uh, pickle uh, debacle going on right now that uh, over headsets. So we we wear the headsets during the show, and um, I wasn't able to actually display the food for the guys today. So um, I'm not allowed to leave my station. So I directed Sir Eric Gentry Weeks, our camera guy, to put out make sure he does not forget the pickles. Uh, when he was putting the stuff out there, and apparently he forgot the pickles, and then it fell back on me. I'm okay with it because there were eventually pickles and uh, everybody was happy. Yeah, I saved the day. No big deal. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) Um, What would you give yourself a one to 10 on your performance on this Meat Friday? Um, Well, there are are big shoes to fill. That's for sure. So, I mean, are we basing it off off of Alan Guzzi's potential? Alan Guzzi is no longer here. We don't even know he exists. Okay. Um, I, it's always awkward rating yourself, but probably a 10. Wow. Wow. Eric, your, your mouth, your jaw just dropped. I mean, we didn't define the scale though, right, Tyler? So is it 10 out of 20, 10 out of 100, 10 out of 100, 10? 100, 100. <laughs> no, it, everything came out good. I did want to ask Tyler, just, um, raising the curtain a little bit. So Tyler had this idea. He spent like, what seemed like hours researching recipes and he had printed out by Tuesday. He was all in on doing uh, shepherd's pie and Irish soda bread. And I said, well, you know, it's uh, not too far from St. Patrick's day. Do we want to do that? And then also it's Dan's week. So do we want that to be representative of Dan's food? So I kept saying pulled pork, pulled pork. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I come back like an hour later and he had talked himself back into the shepherd's pie. So how did you land on pulled pork? I just want to know that. 
Um, so the there was discussion that St. Patrick's Day is coming up in a, a week, two weeks from uh, when last Wednesday. So uh, we thought maybe we'd, we'd do it then instead. But um, yeah, Dan went back and forth with me about um, what I was going to do, and I told him at first shepherd's pie, and then I was like, maybe I'll just save it. And then um, you push, you eventually, Eric pushed me into ultimately deciding on the pulled pork, and uh, and it was a great choice. That's like breaking news that we're going to do. I mean, at least in my world, I've been here five years with the Dan Patrick show and every single year we've done corned beef and cabbage. And to do a switch up like this where we're going to do soda bread and shepherd's pie is, I think, mind boggling. Eric. Marvin, uh, let's play that sounder here. Breaking news. Uh, let's go to the I team. So we officially on St. Patrick's Day, which is a Wednesday this year, mm-hmm. will officially have corned beef and cabbage. However, there's still meat Friday two days later. So I believe oh. we may be able to get a two for Tuesday on a Wednesday and Friday. Wow. Wow. You heard it here first. We're going to have two meals next week. Two meals. Not next week. The week after. The week after. Okay. Dylan. Um, so does that mean sandwiched in between that Wednesday and Friday, we can do like Irish car bombs on Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be out of Irish I'm car bombs. You, from, boss. Yeah, wherever you go on Wednesday, we'll be out of them by Thursday. I'm guessing. So, <laughs> um, I did actually. I also had a uh, more of like a compliment to Tyler. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised to not find raisins inside everything, like <laughs> the coleslaw, pork, whatever. Because Tyler and I have sort of a, a back and forth about how bad raisins are. Eric. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I do think that the amount of seafood, while not high before under Alan's uh, time, will go to 0.0 because Tyler doesn't like seafood, which is so weird. But anyway, famously, he's the only one that does not like seafood, I think, here in the Dan Patrick show. I'm a big seafood guy. Tyler, do you see that changing at any point? Maybe you'll delve back into the seafood end. I don't think so. I, I will say I will say it just it, it blows my mind that Dylan will eat everything under the sun aside from raisins. This the what that's where he draws the line is raisins. I'm I'm talking about just like raw like raw deer. I mean you would j- just raw name it deer. and he'll eat it. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric. Tyler, this is ridiculous. Listen, I'm not trying to shame Tyler, but I will say that yesterday he ate an expired sausage. It was like three weeks expired. He took home sixty eggs, expired rancid eggs that were from February 1st. It's what, March 5th? We're talking about 35, almost 40 days old. Anything expired, Tyler takes home to eat. So the, the fact that you are um, talking about anybody else's consumption of foods that are perceived as bad, and then you won't eat seafood, which is just ridiculous. So you're just as guilty. Tyler, I'll give you the last word on this topic, and then we will move on. Do you have anything to defend yourself? I, just, I don't like seeing things go to waste, man. And uh, if uh, if an egg is a couple weeks old or uh, preservatives, guacamole is a, is a couple weeks old, then it, in my book, it's still good as long as it ain't rotten. Those things uh, are going to hatch in your there, apartment. There's some tuna fish, I think, in the back of that uh, count, in the back of that draw somewhere. And, you know, that's still you can still eat that. Are you, yeah, and it's are you still game? fresh, right? I don't do fish. So, <laughs> Tyler, the other big thing for you this week was the one-year anniversary of Chat Row. And to commemorate, to celebrate that in a sense, uh, and just the whole, you know, we've been on our own for a year now. Uh, we did, you had the idea of doing a Q&A with Chat Row and some of, you know, our viewers on the show. How did that come about? And, you know, what was the perception or what was, how, how was that received by Chat Row? Well, it felt like it was a long time coming because, 
Um, it feels every day Dan asks me, how is chat row? How is chat? I mean, he's just, he's, he, you know, he's always asking me how they're doing. And so it felt like the one year anniversary was the perfect opportunity to do something, um, for them. And, um, and Dan was all, all for it, enthused. And, um, the reaction from it was, was very positive. Um, from the YouTube comments, from just what I've, what I see on chat row itself. Um, another thing I will say is that it's not clear that everybody really knows about how to get to chat row. Um, so I thought maybe I could use your guys's established platform to, to plug it. Um, the yeah, danpatrick.com slash chat row. Um, there were a couple YouTube comments in there that, um, that people didn't exactly know. They just thought they were confused at what it was, it was like what it was. And, um, it's, they thought that it was like just the comment section of a YouTube page. Um, so that's maybe holding some of the potential chat row has back is that people don't know exactly what it is. So you're welcoming more chat rowers. Absolutely. Okay. Eric. Oh, Marvin, play the music. Another breaking, breaking. Um, We are going to be launching a new website very soon. Date TBD, but very soon. And when we do that, chat row will be, while we're live for those three hours each day, we'll be at the top of our homepage. <clears throat> so I do think, Tyler, that your engagement is going to go up significantly. Um, so that'll make it a lot easier for people to find it. So, you know, the uh, 21 hours a day, the, the site will be one thing. And then the three hours while we're live, it'll be a little different. So something to look forward to. Good. Ty, are you actually blocking anybody on, on chat row these days? Or is it like, you know, what, how's that going? You get the occasional SWAT in there. Um, yeah, the SWAT, but, excuse me. I'm sorry for not using the correct terminology. Thank you. You're, you're excused. Um, yeah, you get the occasional SWAT, the occasional bad egg. But um, for the most part, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's more than just a, a chat room. It's a, it's a family, and we, just, we welcome everybody in. And even the discussions that take place uh, on the Facebook page, for instance, where there's over 500 people, it just the, the positivity is just – it's. There's no negative. the The negativeness is very limited. No, uh, Tyler. Um, I'm gonna. I went into chat row this week for. I don't forgot what it was. I don't know. You told me to go in there. Somebody told me to go in there. What was it, Eric? I think you were checking reactions after your segment. Yeah, you were looking for the love. Yeah, no. I mean, I know. I was, if I'm going there, I know there's no love. But back to your no negativity thing. I saw a lot of negativity towards your boy. <laughs> Well, start showing up more, man. <laughs> and and they, uh, they, have a, they have sort of like a pet name for you, though, at least Mario. <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave that off there. Eric. Tyler, one other quick thing. Um, it was a big week this week for Chat Row also because Ross Tucker went in, right? Yes. And before his, uh, his appearance, he was there and he was plugging on the show. And I think those were some of the highest numbers you've seen in a long time. How'd you handle that, Tyler? <laughs> well, everybody, everybody made Ross feel super comfortable. It felt like uh, they were they were answering his questions. And they were very very enthused um, about his appearance. Um, so hopefully that helped. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. I mean, just even Dan mentioning it on air, it's amazing the uh, effect that it has um, in drawing people in. So um, we encourage that, and I would love to see as many people as possible in there. Marv. Hey, so do you think we should start getting more of our regulars like Ross, like Chris Sims, Florio, Peter King to get on the chat row and just kind of give them a little little taste of, huh? Imagine Peter King on there. 
<laughs> I advocate strongly for that, but um, I don't know that that would pass the sniff test. Um, but uh, Ross went in there on the on his own, which was <laughs> amazing, um, and he was just. He's hilarious. He's he's the man. Yeah, Ross is a good dude. Um, so if oh, you yeah. don't know, Chat Row is on the Dan Patrick website, danpatrick.com. They're there every day, 9 to 12 Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific. Get on there. Show Tyler some love. So show Chat Row some love. Um, say whatever you want about me. I don't care. Um, but Ty, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Tyler, moderator, um, the now chef. I don't know if he's like the interim chef of the Dan Patrick show. I don't know if this is like a trial basis, uh, but we'll see. He did a good job today. Um, I don't feel sick. It's been over an hour since I've eaten. So, Eric. Yeah, and I will say also about Tyler, um, as certainly in the Dan Patrick studio, I guess this is 3.0. Alan did almost exclusively all of the cooking, except for a couple times there was burgers on the grill. But other than that, um, the, um, Alan did all the cooking. But at the old studio, um, and kind of Tyler's entrance to the Dan Patrick show was actually he came in on Fridays and he helped or sometimes did the cooking himself. Um, and not to take anything away from Alan, but it's not as though Tyler is new to uh, to providing the food for the show. I think that was a better narrative just to see the newbie. I, I was just going to say, I feel like the narrative is better if this was like Tyler's first time ever using a grill. So Tyler wasn't the only one that, you know, it's kind of shifted roles now that Alan's gone. Um, Alan, or Eric, you've had not, it's not a big shift in roles, but you're checking in guests, right? So anytime a guest comes on to the show via Zoom, you're speaking to them, making sure they're mic that we can hear them, we can see them. In the past, Alan used to do that. Um, I know you had a couple experiences doing it for the first time uh, this week with a couple big name guests. So uh, share that with us. This is my first time. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, ultimately, it was fun. Um, it was weird. You know, that being said, having had the experience of the past of checking guests in, um, they weren't always the caliber of the guests that I checked in this week. So like uh, Jay Billis, we, they were talking about his appearance and I think it was like the white. White shadow, white shadow, uh, movie, and so I just told them like, "Hey, just so you know, uh, you know, this is happening. They're talking about it just to prep them for it or whatever." Um, and then he started telling me a story about how it was like his high school basketball team, and it was like close to where everything happened with Tiger a few weeks ago, and like, but meanwhile, I'm still directing the show, so I we were doing a live look in. I've got mics going, I've got graphics up, I've got a, cameras moving. I got there's only so much time left. So I was like, wait, who was doing what? So that was kind of funny. And then Frank Caliendo, similar situation. Um, he actually asked about the um, the star on the walkway. He wanted to know if it was still there or not, as we have that kind of hallway, um, actually yeah. right outside my office here, that has kind of red tile to look like our um, red carpet. And we have a bunch of stars there. So I was like, no, it's still there. But the biggest one for me was Shaq. Um, Literally I've, and figuratively. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, obviously a fan of Shaq. I've worked with him a few times. Um, but... Uh, you know, he comes on and, and he says something. And again, I'm directing. I've got all the stuff. We're coming back from commercial going to radio. He was late. So it was just a whole thing. And, um, and I think like, so Dan was filling. So it was like Dylan was screaming about a graphic and then Rob was <laughs> screaming about something. I mean, it was just like, wait, what's happening. And I, and Shaq's like, in my head, I hear like, is Kobe on or something like that? Mario. What, and it was the fighter. It was so so he fought so he he fought in this 
uh, match for AEW, which is like a rival of WWE right now. And the guy that he was fighting was Cody Rhodes. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So he was like, what it turns out he was saying is Cody on here, but like it's Shaq. Right. And so, and he's like, he's like, yo, yo, E is Cody on here. And I'm like, he didn't just say Kobe. Right. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit. What was that? And he's like, is Cody on here? And I was like, oh, no, I still don't know what he said. And if the only thing I think he said doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, I said, is Cody on here? And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, we're coming to you, bud. And, and he just rolled his eyes at me. And like, I was like, I don't know what to say. Because I'm like, here's Shaq. He's already mad at me because I couldn't understand him. He's mumbling and sounding like Shaq does. And I'm like, what I think he's asking makes no sense. And I don't want to be rude to, you know, um, someone who's passed on and you know, someone we had a relationship. So I was like, I'm not even going to ask if that's what he's saying. And I was like, all right, no, see, I'm out. Better off just saying, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably should have. That's true. <laughs> So ready, I mean, so Al or um Shaq has sabotaged Alan. Now he sabotaged you. So like Shaq's really making his uh, prince with the backroom guys. Has he done anything? Like prince you? Prince the Singer? Yeah, Prince. <laughs> Marv, you also had a situation this week. Again, changing roles. You're supposed to segue. You know, speaking of Prince. <laughs> no. Do you see? Oh, yeah, I like wow, that. Mary, okay. Yeah. Boom. I like that. I'm still still getting used to his hosting stuff. Um, so, Marv, you had a situation this week, and you kind of got in trouble. Let's just play it back, and then we'll get into exactly what happened. And I, I'll just play a, a portion of it because it surprised me when I asked him if they were set at the quarterbacking position. Let's do the hypothetical game. What what do you want your quarterback? What traits are you looking for in your quarterback? If you happen to get a new one instead of Matthew Stafford, what traits would you be looking for? What trades would we be looking for? What traits, traits. would we be looking for? Yeah, I would say that uh, you'd love the guy to be blind. You'd love the guy to uh, <laughs> have a one and a six on his jersey. You'd love for uh, – no, I uh, – look, man, you're looking for a guy who is a winner. Uh, See, you're looking for a guy who is, I, I don't want to – I don't want – this is the wrong cut. It, it should be, you know, that he's talking about they're not set at the quarterbacking position. All right. Uh, sorry about that. They're uh, they're open to all options here. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to play that that bite because there's there's nothing. We there. were pretty shocked when he said it because he. So Marvin, what played out there? He didn't call you out by name on air, uh, but you're the one that handles cutting audio, putting audio onto uh, the, the the server where they play it back from. What went down, and what was the conversation that you had with Dan after the show? Yeah, so going into the last segment, Paulie asked for the bite from Dan Campbell, who was just on with us. And so I took the cut, and this was my fault. And this is the thing about over-communicating is never an issue. Mm-hmm. Even if somebody gets mad, like, oh, stop asking me that same question. Mm-hmm. The one time where you don't ask, where it's like, how come you didn't ask? <laughs> and so this is one of those, I should have asked you, like, all right, they're looking for this right here. And uh I talked to Dan about it afterwards, and he was like, "No matter what, always the shortcut." Because was he mad at you, or like was he open? Like, did you get a sense like that he was like pissed off, or how did that go? Oh, he wasn't happy. He was just telling me, "All right, going forward, the shorter the better," because nobody wants to hear 
you know, this long drawn out coach speak. Yeah. You know, he wanted, you know, the meat of the of the bite that he wanted uh played. So it's just one of those things like in Mario Mario, you're great at your job, so maybe you've never been here before, but like you make a you make a mistake. Are you saying that sarcastically, Marvin? No, actually I'm not. Maybe I am. But <laughs> but everyone's been there. When you make a mistake, and especially of that magnitude or mistake in general, it eats at you. Yeah. And especially it was the last segment of the show. So there was no like, oh, all right, it was nine fifty. I have two more hours to kind of redeem myself. Not redeem myself, but you know, it's not the lasting memory in Dan's mind of yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was eating at me all day yesterday. Like it's just one of those things where I noticed you, you've lost a little bit of weight that it did eat at you. You look a little different today. Oh, you it's got jokes today. Okay. Oh, you got jokes today. All right. <laughs> Eric, you didn't find that funny. Oh, you got jokes today. That was a stretch. <laughs> uh, Dill. Um, well, Marvin, I told you yesterday when you seemed a little down in the dumps, I was like, you could always wake up at 1130. It could definitely be worse. So. You know, it's you. You rebounded today. By the way, Dylan, I need you to give me your mom's phone number just so next time you sleep in, I can wake you up. I'll, I'll <laughs> see if I can get that to you. All my people call your people. <laughs> Marv, I'm sure it'll be fine. You do great work. You know, other than the little slip up that you had there, we've all had them. Dylan, as he just you know alluded to, famously slept until 11:30 and missed the entire show. So at least you didn't do um, that. At least you showed. I didn't up miss to work. the entire show. I texted Eric and he told me not to bother coming. Yeah, well, for no, half so hour. You did miss, so you did miss the entire but show. I was awake while the show was still going on for at least a little bit. <laughs> hey, look, that, you know, it's all in the past. Uh, so as we talked about a little bit earlier when we had Ty on, uh, it was the one-year anniversary of the show going on its own, right? So the one-year anniversary where everything's in-house. We don't have a big corporation backing us. You know, Dan's the boss. From you know, he at the very top now, Eric. Uh, we were kind of reflecting on it this morning, me and you, and you talked about how if this would have happened, you know, a month after it did last year, the show probably or there's a chance the show wouldn't be on air. So, could you just kind of discuss that or explain what you meant? Yeah, peeling the curtain back a little bit. Um, so Dan is the production company now, right? So while um, people are able to consume the show through Fox Sports Radio or through uh, Peacock, Dan's the and his production company is who's producing the show, right? So that's what we mean when we're independent. Even though you still find us on the same radio station, you used to find us website still the same. Um, we have changed uh, video providers, but. Um, you know, that's kind of how on the behind the scenes stuff, um, Dan is truly independent in that way. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, right. The, the deal was signed um, on the last weeks or last few days in uh, February last year. And uh, two weeks later, everything was shut down for coronavirus. Sponsors were pulling out of all media. Uh, everyone was freaking out. Right. And um, I'm not sure what the show would look like if um, if the first day of independence, so to speak, would have been. Uh, April 1st, I think, um, you know, the deals and all that stuff. I don't want to get into the details of contracts, but like, I think that it's very possible that the show would look very different or 
um, may even not have happened or maybe would have had to take a hiatus until everyone figured out what the the new world looked like. I mean, it, it would have been a very different uh, scenario for sure if we were uh, if we did this just two weeks later or a month later. Yeah, I mean, if you so we think back at it or we, you know, just looking back on April of last year it was when, you know, Corona had just kind of hit. Not everybody was here in the studio, right? Were the Danettes remote at that point? Yeah, so I think by the third week in March, um, the second week of March was when McLovin left in the middle of the show. He started feeling sick and he left. And then um, that kind of precipitated a lot of the Danettes going remote. McLovin was remote, I think, for a week first. And again, like now it seems like, oh, well, someone's sick. You need to get shut down. Nobody knew what to do, right? Like, I mean, it was just like, oh, someone's sick. So what do you do? And, you know, for all of our lives before that, if someone was sick, it was just like, Oh, okay. He's sick. Um, okay. So now obviously there's protocols that would have been followed, but um, yeah. So then the Danettes were gone until I think it was six weeks at least where they were um, home except for Paul. And it was just um, Paul and Dan here. And then a few of us in the back, some of the backroom guys were working from home. And um, yeah, again, like imagine if, if it was April 1st, I mean, it, it would have been very different. Um and uh, so I'm just, you know, I, I know I speak for Dan and everything, like just so blessed at the timing um, and glad that, you know, we're able to get a long-term deal and we can say that, yeah, the show will be going on for now four more years. It was a five-year oh, deal. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, who knows what happens after that? I think um, I'd love to think that it'll go on after that, but we know we've got four years, right? So, um, but yeah, it's really interesting to think about how different it could be if it was just a month later. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and again, just to kind of the fact that we were able to hold it together during that time and, you know, there were really no shows missed at that point. Um, there were no shows at all missed. You know, we all kind of strapped in. And I mean, we even got it. You know, Dan was able to get a TV deal out of it in the middle of a pandemic with Peacock, you know, where they bought the rights to the show to distribute that. I think it's a testament to all the work that everybody here has put in. Eric at the top, the Danettes you know, all the guys in the back. And I think it's really cool. There's, there's only 12 of us here now. So the fact that we're putting on a national television radio simulcast, I think is, is really cool. And something that I personally, and I know I probably talk for most of the guys I'm proud to be a part of Dylan. Um, and in, on that same note, it was uh cool today to see no Syndergaard watching the show. Um, that, that was really, that was like Instagram really cool. story. So that like, so I, I have all the social handles on my phone and I looked down on my phone and it was like, uh, Noah Syndergaard mentioned you in a story. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's, I look at it and it's like, uh, he has, he's showing a picture of, of Florio and Dan Patrick and, you know, Noah Syndergaard is not like LeBron, but he's a pretty big athlete in New York and it's just really cool. And I didn't remember, I didn't remember even the connection that he was on the show in 2015 in studio. So I was like, I just thought it was completely random, but when the guys kind of brought it together, it was really cool. Eric, did you have something? I was going to ask if it's weird. Um, Cause for me, it is like, you do the show and it doesn't matter if no people are watching or mm-hmm. a million people are watching. You don't really do anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then when you see that kind of thing, you're like, oh, wait, I guess I should really pay attention. Like, I even made a joke to Dylan, like, oh, yeah, he noticed that you spelled a graphic wrong. Not because he did spell a graphic wrong, but it's just like, you know, you're like, oh, wow. And it makes you think, again, because there's not really a ton of instant feedback. So you don't know who, you know, even if you have the ratings, you don't know who those people are. And so it's always funny to think about, you know, um, legends, you know, like um, is Bob Costas watching the show is you know all these different people that have been like oh yeah i was watching earlier and you're like oh wow that's weird so like so noah Syndergaard, you're like okay so like you know and it's we have such these blessed jobs but like you know i wake up shower just like if i was going to work at a at a garbage facility or i was going to come here right like at the end of the day roof like you know roof if i was gonna go be a roofer still waking up if we're all roofing you still wake up and put your shoes on the same way. Right. So it's like, you just come in and you're working and it's a great job. And again, I love my job, but like sometimes like it gives you perspective on like who could be seeing the results of your work. Yeah, no, it's definitely like even Johnny bench when, you know, he calls in and he's like, Oh yeah, I was watching or I love this segment. It's like, again, to your point, you know, that there's X amount of people watching because you can see, um, but when you see like it's a big name like that, it kind of gets your mind going like who else is really, you know, watching the show? Uh, Dill. Yeah. And it's it's kind of crazy, too, how like you like, you know, in the the uh, his Instagram story where he tagged us, it was basically just like a shot of his TV with the show on. And it's crazy how even though it's just another TV monitor compared to the one that's like right in front of me where I'm looking at all throughout the show to like, you know, put up graphics and stuff. It's crazy how much different it looks seeing it from the way he's seeing it versus like when it's right in front of him, you know, like it all, it looks way more like real life. Like it's like, as the show is actually like going out to the, to everyone else who's not working on it. I was wondering if he was watching it with the Mets. Cause he was like, we have the day off. So we're watching Dan Patrick show. So I was like, is Pete Alonzo watching Is Francisco Lindor, my favorite the baseball, whole, the whole squad, watching? uh, Eric. And Marvin, you've worked at other places too. You know, like I've worked at other networks and, um, when you're working on a show and there's 30, 40, 50 people on it, you feel like that moment where you're live and like there's all that pressure. But because it's so small and like there's one graphics person, there's one director TD tape person, you know, like it does, it feels so small. Um, and to Dylan's point, you know, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, like we're just doing the show. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, that's right. Like there's lots of people, including these famous people that I also like watching it so it's like it it feels so much smaller so it's easy to lose um the kind of the sense of the scale uh marv yeah to piggyback off what eric was saying you definitely feel the pressure of a big show when there's tons of people and you're in one room and they're in the other and it's 10 people in each room and stuff like that and it's a crew of 75 people like say if it's a remote gig for one of the big networks and you could just kind of feel everything all at once. And like, and Eric knows this, the top dogs, you know, your producer, your director, and it's multiple of them. And it is just so tense. And it's like, all right, why isn't this up? Why isn't that up? And you hear snapping fingers like you've never heard before (laughs) and here we're on the comms making jokes and making the huh sound. And that's, that's way too inside uh, twelve fifteen fans. Sorry. But- <laughs> well, even today <laughs> there was a moment Marvin, right. Where like 
I don't know. I think there was, we had a guest coming on and, but then Dan played a sound and I think I was still talking to the guest and like Tyler and weeks were talking about like what barbecue sauces to put out. And I'm like, this is so different than like what it would be like on, you know, like I worked on football night in America. Or I think Red you Zone. actually said, you actually told them, uh, can you guys please stop for a second? <laughs> I know. Cause I'm <laughs> like, was, I can only so hear good. so many things. <laughs> You're like trying to count someone in and then it's, it's like, so the barbecue sauce, do we put it on now or, <laughs> but we have a great job. Uh, it's a lot of fun here working with the back room guys. It can get tense because there are times where you do feel the pressure. Absolutely. You know, when the guys need something out there or Dan's asking for something, you know, and he wants it, it is a live show at the end of the day. And when they need something at a certain time, you got to have it at their certain time or it kind of misses its mark. Um, but we're certainly blessed. Eric, you want to put the bow on this? And yeah, one quick thing. I don't want year. anyone to think that we don't take it serious because of course we do. Right. But um, it's just, it's easy to lose the sense of scale. And that, that's what my point was. And I think Marvin yours too. And um, you know, when you have a celebrity that like tweets out that they're watching or like, the, I, I remember the Katy Perry thing too, or when she was like, and who knows if she was watching or if that was a publicist or who knows, but just the thought of like Katy Perry watching what you're doing is um, it just kind of realigns you because we are so small. You can kind of lose sense of of the scale yeah i mean even again like Noah syndergaard i think i looked at his instagram he has like two hundred thousand followers so he put out to two hundred thousand followers today you know that dan patrick show tag and who knows maybe we got some more you know followers from that or some more viewers from that because you know we got the noah syndergaard thor plug dylan you got the last word um, I was just going to say, I mean, this is more for Katy Perry than Noah Syndergaard, but it would be funny if it was just like her, like, you know, 19-year-old intern that runs her Twitter account happened to be watching the show and was just going to tweet out from their account and happened to accidentally come from Katie, Katy Perry's. <laughs> all right, guys. But I, it was definitely her. That's all we got this week for Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and myself, my Ario. We will catch you next week. Have a good weekend, everyone. 